This is Channel 4 Radio. <coughs> the big quit <coughs> pod. Hi, I'm Hattie and I'm here today at the Apple Tree Pub in Farringdon to take part in a stop smoking clinic held in a boozer. Well, it's all leading up to the ban that's coming up on the 1st of July. And today I'm going to be talking to people like Dr. Chris Steele, you know, the one from this morning, some counsellors, pharmacists, and some people from a company called Gas, which will tell me, well, actually will show me what I'll look like if I carry on smoking in years to come. So wish me luck. I'm very, very happy to be here with the lovely Dr. Chris Steele. I'm a big fan. Um, too much morning television for me, so I'm very familiar with your work. Good, good. <laughs> so tell us about today and how you came about being involved. Um, well, I'm involved because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to stop smoking courses and smokers <laughs> clinics as smokers are addicted to tobacco leaves. That's a great <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, So the, the situation today is, um, okay, we're running a smokers clinic in a pub here, um, the Apple Tree here in London, and um, yeah, it's a good venue because come July the 1st, you know, you're not going to be able to smoke in your pub. So we thought it was a good idea to offer a facility for smokers who want to quit, come here in the lunchtime and we'll, we'll give them some short, sharp advice and the best advice we can. We've got a pharmacist here and we've got a smoking cessation counsellor and myself. It's now time for the Hattie consultation. <laughs> right. Well, of course, the main question is, do you want to stop? No, don't go any further. <laughs> See, the delay in answering yeah. tells me straight away you're not highly motivated to quit. If you wanted to stop, you said, oh, yeah, bam, bam, bam. And, and, and the delay tells me a lot. So, never mind. Let's just see what we can do. Okay. Yeah? <laughs> That's told me. No, I was, you know, I was. I was really, because I, I, as I will get to know, I class myself as a social smoker. I don't smoke in the day. It's just like with a drink of an evening and stuff. When the sun goes down, then cigarettes come out. And I, I was, but I think it's just this... I'm not very good if someone tells me not to do something. And because this band's coming up, it's making me feel a bit like, yeah, but I want to have a cigarette. I will, you know. So I was up until that, for the vanity reasons, I've got to be honest, just thinking about... I've started to notice little lines around the sort of nose area, sort of, what do they call those, split veins and stuff. So it's all vanity stuff. And so I do, yes, I do, Chris. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm convinced. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Roughly how many cigarettes a day do you smoke? Well, see, I might go through a whole day without any, so it's more in a week. Not many, really. 20 in a week? Yeah. So, look, you're not smoking many cigarettes at all. No. And the way we assess your level of addiction is what I call a 20-20 rule. Yeah. That is, do you light your first cigarette within 20 minutes of getting up in the morning? And do you smoke 20 or more per day? Because you're not heavily addicted, you know, do you need medication to help you? You know, you, you may not. But let me ask you that. I mean, do, would you like something to help you to quit? The only thing I've ever thought about is like uh, hypnotherapy or something. Okay, yeah. Well, because I think it's all in the mind with me a bit right. more than. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm qualified in medical hypnosis. Are you? Yeah, yeah. But I don't use it for smokers oh. because it doesn't have a high success rate. You know, I know hypnotherapists out there will go mad at me, but if you look at this from a scientific point of view, probably the best treatments are the nicotine treatments and the 
non-nicotine tablets, Zyban and Chambix, because these all at least double your chances of success. So if I took those tablets, like when I'm out, maybe before I go out drinking, it might curb my crave when right. I have a drink to yeah, have well, a cigarette. Right, well, really, I, I would, I probably wouldn't recommend the non-nicotine tablets because right. you're such a light smoker. Mm. I think you just need a, a, a little bit of support, you know. So, uh, you know, if you're going out tonight to the pub, you know you're going to be smoking a few with your friends. Um, what are you going to do? Now, there's an interesting product called in... in it's called an inhalator, it's like an inhaler. It's like a small white cigarette holder and you put a cartridge inside it and this gives you nicotine. So you're dragging it like a cigarette, right? And you're getting nicotine, it's giving you the hand-to-mouth activity that you're used to and you're getting your nicotine and it looks as if you're smoking, of course. Someone right. comes across, hey, put that out. Listen, it's not on, right? Um, now, and so, you don't need a light. No, Brilliant. You, don't, you don't need a light. So there's no smoke and you're getting your nicotine. And, I mean, it looks quite cool, actually. And then remember, if you don't succeed, quit, quit again. Brilliant. Thank you. <coughs> I'm now joined by a potential quitter, or I think you've been quit a few days, Jill. And so you've done four days of out smoking. So how long have you been smoking and how much did you smoke? Right, 30 years. I know, since I was 14 and 15 to 20 a day, but weekends or socialising, it could be more. It would go up. Yeah. And what's been the, the final sort of push for you to sort of go, yeah, I've got to give up now? Right, well, I give up New Year's Eve, because I wanted to. I lasted seven weeks. The reason I started smoking again is uh, Boxing Day, my mum fell down my stairs at home. Um, she damaged a couple of lung, uh, sorry, a couple of ribs, but it, something showed up on her long lung, so I cut a long story short. She's just had her lung removed in Bart's Hospital. It was cancer. So you you obviously worried for yourself that these things can be hereditary and stuff. Well, considering my dad died of cancer when I was 24, so this is like hello. This is wake up time. Mum's just had her lung removed. She's on chemotherapy. What else? Do I need? It's time to stop now. Yeah, I have. <laughs> well done. Let's give yeah. you a clap for that. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, I actually coming up here. I forgot to put my patch on. I know. By the time I got here, I was saying to my husband Steve, um, "I need my patch. I need my patch." But they gave me a patch upstairs, and it's, it's on my shoulder. And I, you pat it, you get a little rush. Apparently, so if you see me sitting there whacking my patch, <coughs> as you can hear, I'm starting to get a cough. Yeah, you got to. <coughs> we'll let her have a cough. <laughs> Right, I'm here with Jonty from GASP. So what does GASP stand for then? Uh, it's just for a non-smoking organisation. It started originally as a group against smoking in public. And we're here today doing a software progression, showing how you change, if you're a smoker now, then over the next 30 years you carry on smoking, how it affects your, just your looks. Okay. So I said it wasn't a very flattering photograph. Okay, my, my picture's now up on the laptop. First of all, you're gonna show what I'd look like if I carry on smoking. <laughs> make, you, make you into a smoker, and we'll just age you slowly over a, a few years. So what, what age are we at? 34, 36. You're beginning to see the, the lines coming <gasps> coming in yeah. uh, around the just, mouth and the skin, you know. It just looks grey as well. It's a bit grey, 50. Mm. 50 is not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You don't look like that at all. So on the left we've got me 
as a smoker, if I was to be a smoker, carry on till I'm 60, and it's pretty hideous, people. <laughs> definitely a big put off. Thanks, John T, for that. You've definitely opened my eyes, and I'm going to get a copy of that to stick on my probably my handbag. <laughs> I, I need it stuck on my handbag when I go reach for the cigarettes when I'm out. I'm afraid vanity has won the day and given up smoking for me. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we all like to hear that. Right, I'm here with Donna. How much do you smoke? Well, I've I've cut down a lot. I used to be a sort of 20, 30 a day. I now like to think I'm a social smoker. I only smoke really when I drink. Unfortunately, I'll probably drink too much. So that's probably nearly every day. But I think I tend to binge smoke. So I'll smoke maybe one or two in the evening, go out on a Friday and smoke 20 easily. So I'm going to try and disassociate the drinking, smoking it's thing. A, yeah, it becomes a habitual thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, thanks very much for talking to me, Donna. Good luck. Thank Good you. luck. You're going to do it, I reckon. Right, I'm here with Andrew, who's our pharmacist for today. So tell us about your what your role is today and what, you, what you've been coming across so far. Right, well, I've been running my own smoking cessation clinic, my own quick clinic in um, Croydon for six years, based in my pharmacy. Um, I've handled, so far, just over 800 clients. Um, so if you like I'm coming here with a bit of experience under my belt no one quitter is the same as another oh I'll look um, forward to that in a minute then. yeah today I mean I've been invited along to share my experience and try and you know help spread the word and motivate people support them show them the true path of righteousness <laughs> away from the source of evil which is tobacco give me an example of what you tell people well, the, the first thing is to uncover the denial Okay, every single smoker, especially the, shall I say, the brighter ones, those that shouldn't, should know better, as my mother would say, all cover up their addiction with some form of denial. They justify it. People say they smoke for a variety of reasons, and the first thing is that they don't. They smoke because they're addicted. They start smoking for a variety of reasons, but they end up smoking because they're addicted. Okay? And an addiction like this is incredibly hard to break. Because I'm a social smoker, you know, the, the ban will stop that for me. So I'm not highly addictive. But the uh, one I hear classically is, oh, I can't... Can I stop you right there? You've just given me two things to pick on. Oh, God, I like okay. it. Right, you said, I'm a social smoker. Yeah. Delete the word social. Right. I'm a smoker! You say, I don't find it highly addictive. Right. Oh, yes, you do. Right. Okay, because you associate your addiction linked to a habit of going out, whining and dining. Yeah. Okay. Trust me, you're addicted. You are a smoker. So if I was a surgeon, okay, and you were being prepped, ready for an operation, and you came on me and I had my mask on and you were lying there waiting to be put (laughs) under, I'd say, hello, Hattie. Um, going to put you under now and my knives and all my instruments are almost sterile right you'd freak ah, out yeah okay. you'd freak out there's no such thing as a almost smoker yeah you're hooked admit it you're halfway home so you you admit you're addicted okay no but yeah you're a lot harder than dr chris Steele. <laughs> 
I have a different style. No, but I like it. It's good to go. I, no, I have a different style. He sort of made me feel like, yeah, I'll just have a few. <laughs> Hattie. Yes. You have to dump it. I will. I'm you gonna dump to. it. I'm gonna kick it to the curb. Yeah. I will, I promise. But you know, you don't look like the sort of person who wants to destroy your looks. You need to go and see an orthodontist. My face is my fortune. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, look at Kathleen Turner. Look what a beautiful woman she was years ago. Look what she is now. Yeah. When I'm counselling people, I normally try and sort of say to them if they're a heavy smoker, I put them on a 24-hour patch to start with, and then as soon as they've had a week on that and that's been successful, I get them straight onto the 16-hour patch, and from then on, they're fine. People do need support. They need motivation. Yeah. They need to be told, you've got to come back next week and see me. Yeah. It's in my diary. Get a commitment from them. Hug, handshake, whatever. Yeah. You know, bring them back. And the anticipation of having to come back, yeah. okay, is all part and parcel of the, I must stay stopped. Yeah. I must stay quit. You know, I've got to go back and see Andrew next yeah. week. I've got to stay stopped. I can't stopped. look him in the eye and lie. Yeah. It's like the old sim slimming club type idea. I like it. I never really thought, oh, why do you need a counsellor? But speaking to you now, I can see why. You're brilliant. Thank you. We've got to let you go, unfortunately. Well, thank you, Channel 4 Radio. <laughs> Well, I've had just about all the advice I can take on giving up smoking. It's been fun, is one way of describing it, and I hope you've taken some of it on board. So remember, aim for a day, get advice, get, get a counsellor, see your GP. Maybe give up with a friend or colleagues from work. Get some extra help if you need it, like patches or the gums, anything like that. You need all the help you can get. Lastly... Give yourself a little reward because you'll start noticing the difference when you can taste and smell the wonders that are around us. From me, Hattie Ashdown, an ex-smoker, goodbye. <coughs> You've been listening to a programme from Channel 4 Radio. To hear more programmes like this, go to channel4radio.com.